0: It is 7.45 on another Saturday in CCOLN when we chat wine talk with Jack Farrell from Haskell's Morning Jack.
1: Hello, Denny. How are things going?
0: Well, if it turns spring, I'll be very happy.
1: (laughs) But it hasn't. (laughs) They tell me that the ice out this year is going to be the latest ever. I believe it. There's something in the paper about that today.
0: But we're going to be close to 50 on Wednesday. How about
1: that? Well, it will take a lot of days like that (laughs) to get 20 inches of ice melted. For sure.
0: Yeah, what are we going to talk about today?
1: You know, today I thought we would talk about. uh, I get questions all the time, and you know, in this kind of late winter freeze we have, what are good wines to have? And I always recommend Cote d'Oron. And somebody said, "Well, what is Cote d'Oron?" Well. The Rhone Valley is a very interesting area in the wine world. It's probably the oldest commercial wine growing area in the entire world. The wines originally were planted by the Phoenicians, and of course wines have been produced in the region since pre-Roman times. It was one of the few wines that the Romans sent back to Italy because they liked the wine so much. The wines of this area have been the favorite of kings and queens. And then, of course, it got the unique distinction in the 14th, 15th century of having the papacy move from Rome to Avignon, which uh, is right in the heart of the Cote d'Iron. And the Pope stayed there on and off for about 60 years. And so uh, it has a very noble history of producing commercial wines of high quality. The northern part of the Rhone Valley uh, are, makes things like tea which are pricey and big-bodied, or Quandrenew wines, which are white. In fact, there's a a vineyard in the northern Rhône called Chateau Gillette, which is actually the home of the grape, Viognier. And Gillette is the smallest Appalachian in France. It's uh, only a hectare or two, and uh, it's a highly regarded white wine from the Rhône. But Hermitage is probably the most famous. An inexpensive one is Coronas or Croix Hermitage, St. Joseph. Those are the northern wines. But the Southern Rhone's are really the ones where they real remarkable values today, in my opinion. It's a huge area. The Southern Rhone consists of about 90,000 acres of vines at the moment. I mean, that's an enormous stretch of vineyards. There's 5,200 growers in those acreage and 70 co-ops and about 900 private producers. The growers mainly sell to co-ops. And a few growers will produce their own, but not too many. So it's a big, big area. The red wines from the area are predominantly Grenache with a little Syrah, Sinsalt, Carnonine, and Moudovray are the red grapes, but mainly Grenache and Syrah. The white are Claret, Grenache Blanc, Marcinane, Roussain, and Viognier are the white wines from the area. So, you know, but what the Rhone produces, in my opinion, are just. Great bargain wines uh, that are affordable and quite delicious. The northern Rhone wines require some aging, except Croix Hermitage. Southern Rhone wines, really, uh, with the exception of Chateauneuf de Pop, which is the most famous of the southern Rhone wines, uh, you know, Grenache is king there, and all Chateauneuf de Pops are blended. And of course, Chateauneuf de Pop means House of the New Pope. And that came about because of the schism in the Catholic church, which sent the papacy from Rome to Avignon. And, uh, the growing conditions are very nice in the Rhone Valley. You know, they have very, very mild winters, uh, because the, uh, the mountains there, uh, protect from the mistral that comes through Provence, those wind storms, that, which can be very harmful to vines. And, uh, there, the chateauneuf de pape is without question the best wine of the Southern Rhone, but it's big wine, and like I said, it, it, it's probably best when it's about 6 to 10 years old. Uh, chateauneuf de papes have been known to live over 25 years, but uh, mainly the Rhone wines are meant to be appreciated in the first 7 or 8 years of their life, and they're wonderfully delicious. As I said The Grenache is the king grape there, while Syrah is the king grape in the northern uh, Rhone Valley. The southern one, it's Grenache, and as I said, the growing conditions are are very nice. You have mild winters, long summers, which the Grenache simply loves. Some of the other Appalachians in the area is Gigandas, which was the first uh, Cote de Rhone to be granted its own Appalachian, and then Vacaras is, was came along a little later. Uh, of course, we all know about Tavel. Tavel is a rosé produced in the uh, southern Rhone. And believe it or not, I never even knew this till a couple of years ago. I knew they only produced uh, rosé wine. Uh, that was a papal decree when the Pope was there that that Tavel should produce nothing but rosé wine, and they're still following that. Uh, as as actually a, a law in the French uh, Department of Agriculture, they can't grow anything in Tevelle uh, but roses. As I said, Gigondas is good. And of course, they make a wine called Baume de Venise, which is a sweet wine and very pleasant. Uh, it's hard to come by, but it's worth seeking out. And they claim, you know, that uh, Baume de Venise is from Muscat, the Muscat grape, and it really is a, a terrific wine. You know, when we talk about uh, the Grenache-based wines, they're really just perfect to have with uh, almost any kind of food. I'm so fond of Cote de Rhone's that they're my go-to everyday wine because they're so accessible. They're drinkable early on. They really are. Uh, a wonderful wine. There's some good growers to watch for. Delas is one, Cabriere is another, Chapoutier, uh, Jaboulet, are all good names to get in the the Rhone Valley. You have to be kind of careful because, as I said, there's 70 co-ops and 900 producers of wine. Now, producers don't happen to be all big estate owners, etc. Some of those producers produce maybe 1,000, 1,500 cases of wine. So you have to be kind of careful. Uh, while a lot of good wine is produced there, there's quite a bit of plonk, too. So you want to make sure you know the property or you at least know the wine merchant you're dealing with when you're buying a, a Cote de Rhone because there's so uh, much variance between the top and, and the least, and, and like I said, the best part about the Cote de Rhone is they're so affordable. You can really get a very nice um, Cote de Rhone for around 10 bucks, and, and if you're willing to spend 15 to 17 to $20, you can get an absolutely superb one uh, that will absolutely dazzle you and your palate. Uh, the wonderful Cote de Rhone villages are, are just the kind of wines that in my opinion are perfect for this sort of extension of winter we're undergoing. Uh, You know, they they aren't springtime wines. They're wines that go very, very well with all sorts of food, Uh, whether you're planning something very fancy or just something very ordinary. Even burgers on the grill are pretty good with a good, well-chosen Cote de Rhone. And, they make in the Cote de Rhone, unlike Chateauneuf de Pop, uh, Chateauneuf de Pop produces no rose whatsoever. Uh, maybe some growers will produce some for their own uh, consumption at their estate, but they can't be labeled Cote de Rhone. I'm sorry, Chateauneuf de Pop. Chateauneuf de Pop's only can be red and white, whereas Cote de Rhone's can be white red, and rosé. And they're all pretty good. Uh, the white is a wonderful uh, one that's primarily Grenache Blanc or Clara. A few of them have a little Viognier in them. They're nice changes from sort of ABC, anything but Chardonnay. Cote du Rhone Blanc is wonderful. The rosés in Cote du Rhone, I can't say enough nice things about. They're really masters. I think the finest rosé, in my opinion, in the world, is Tavel. I've said that before, and uh, the other people in the Rhone Valley, obviously being so familiar with Tavel, they've become masters. And in fact, I think they rival Provence. While Provence makes a lot more rosé than the Cote de Rhone does, the Cote de Rhone's, in my own opinion, have a little more body and a little more flavor for a rosé than the Provençal rosés do you know they're lighter and and so you can have these côte de rhône rosés and at, at this time of year they're wonderful aperitifs etc where those provence ones are so light and delicate that i think they need to be drunk in warm weather uh you know sitting by the sea and or as an aperitif in the summer but the rosés from uh, the Côte Rhone are really not to be overlooked because they are delicious and they're so affordable. And then, of course, what they do best there is the Côte de Rhone red wines. Uh, they're masters, in my opinion. Uh, whether it's a co-op or it's a private producer, if you get the right one, uh, it'll dazzle your palate and your pocketbook. They're very, very reasonable uh, wines. And uh, I think... They're worth seeking out. The Cote de Rhone, obviously, as, as I opened this up with, has been shipping wine since the Phoenician times. So that's a long, long time ago. And they still continue to uh, ship wines out of the area. And there must be a good reason for that very noble history. And I'll tell you what it is. They make darn good wines in the Cote de Rhone. It's the southern end of the Rhone Valley. Uh, and I think Cote de Rhone's may very well be Mediterranean wines at their very, very best, at their apex. And don't forget those wonderful little Cote de Rhone's come in red, white, and rosé, and they're all worth trying. And best of all, they're all very affordable.
0: Yeah, they really are, and uh, tasty as well. You can find a whole range of food that, uh, that the Rhone's will go with. Well, Jack, always some great information. Uh, folks, uh, maybe they're planning a little meal today, tonight, tomorrow, and they need some pairing The folks at Haskell's will surely help you out.
1: Indeed, the folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. And the good news is, as of yesterday, their spring wine sale has started. And boy, I'll tell you what a sale it is. In the Rhone Valley that we were just talking about, they have over 30 different Rhone wines on sale. And I'm sure that there's one to please your pocketbook and your palate in that large assortment of Cote de that are on sale at Haskell's. So folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. As I said, today's their first day of the big sale. Actually, yesterday was, but today's really the big kickoff because every single Haskell, Haskell store today is having a grand tasting where you'll taste lots and lots of your favorite wines. Everywhere you turn in the store, there's this tasting station to try some different wines that are sure to please, as I said earlier, your palette and your pocketbook. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars today, the first day of our sale, in Bloomington, Chanhassen, Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Fairbolt right off at of 35. Haskell's super seller up in Maple Grove, not to be missed. What a store. And Haskell's, of course, in downtown Minneapolis on Saturday and Sunday, boasts free parking. Haskell's at Ridgedale in Minnetonka, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to haskells.com or go to wcco.com slash wine. Take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our holiday, or our spring catalog, 24 pages of wines from the world at great bargain prices. It's the sale of the year. Not to stop in today and taste your way through hundreds of different wines, And I'm sure you're going to find something that you'll just find you can't live without.
0: Absolutely. Jack, let's talk again next week. Maybe it'll be a little warmer.
1: I hope so. I'm going to look forward to that. (laughs) Thank you, Jack.
0: Jack Farrell from Haskell's back next week with another Wine Chat.